0: Welcome to A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. Here's your host
1: Hans Christian Wittinghus. Hello guys and girls and welcome back to another episode of A Year on Tour with Wittinghus. This episode is a bit different from any previous episode I've done, as this is a live recorded version from the BWF World Coaching Conference in Copenhagen back in August. I had the privilege of interviewing two fantastic former players, Christina Pedersen and Ra-Kyung-Min, both former world number ones, Olympic and world championship medal winners. We do talk a tiny bit about their achievements, but the main focus is looking at their experience with coaches and coaching. I found it really interesting to talk to both, so hopefully you guys will enjoy listening as well. So let's just get straight into it, here's my first ever live episode of A Year on Tour with Vittinghus. Enjoy!
2: Hello coaches, Jill Clark here. I hope you've enjoyed this year's coaching conference. To end proceedings, we have a special treat with Danish men's singles player Hans Christian Vittinghus delivering his popular podcast live to you today. Please give a warm welcome to Hans Christian. Enjoy.
1: Welcome to this first ever live edition of uh, my podcast, A Year and Two with Wittinghoos. I'm very happy to say though, that you won't have to hear me talk too much about myself because I have the, uh, the big privilege of uh, welcoming two true legends on the podcast today. It's two players whose uh, accolades are like so crazy good that if I have to talk all about that, we won't uh, be watching any badminton later on. So I'll just tell you guys that they have both won Olympic silver, Olympic bronze. They both have five world championship medals. Both of them have been ranked world number one during their career. And uh, I tried to count all the big titles they won, and I actually lost count because it was like way past 60 of the uh, biggest titles, so All England, China Open, Indonesia Open, all these uh, tournaments that I have only dreamt about winning. Um, One of them is a BWF Hall of Famer. She holds a record of the longest international winning streak of 70 matches, so that's 14 straight international tournaments without losing. That's just absolutely insane. The other one is, uh, for her, it's only a matter of time before she will be inducted into the Danish Hall of Fame for all sports. She uh, was part of the most successful Danish women's doubles ever. So without any further ado, I would like to welcome Christina Pedersen and Rakjung Min on to the stage. <laughs> <laughs> <Summer>. <laughs> and also say, of course, the uh, translator in your yeah, place, please have a seat. Thank you. And yeah, welcome. How are you?
2: I'm doing good. Thank you. Nice to be back here in A um, um, Long time since I've been here, so um, it's actually quite nice to be here. Without doing uh, a lot of exercises, but just a nice talk with you, so that's quite nice.
1: I'm hoping it will be uh, cosy. I won't go into controversial stuff, so it should be fun.
2: Okay. Happy.
1: <laughs> what about you? Uh, how are you today?
0: Oh, done well, uh, she
3: says, I'm very excited, yet a um, bit nervous, got nervous uh, to be here to talk about the badminton in this huge event.
1: Great to hear. And uh, I will actually start off with some easy stuff. So I'll start with you, Ra. Like, how is it to be back in this arena? Where you won the world championships back in
3: '99. Uh, 음그 여기서 경기했을 때 이겼었던 경기장에 다시 돌아온 소감 어떠신지.
0: 어 그러니까 제가 서, 선생님한테 들어와서 이 경기장이 눈에 있는, 있는다고 얘기를 했었잖아요. 그래서 그 얘기를 들었을 때는 어 그때의 설렘 설레, 설레임이 되게 많았었고 또 거기에서. Um, When I
3: first arrived here, I didn't realize it's the same arena that I played, but uh, it rings my bell, uh, so it's kind of nostalgic to be here, and I'm very pleased to uh, give a talk in the same arena.
1: It must be nostalgic for you as well. Uh, I know you just went to the hallway to see that you're still hanging on the wall, right? You were here for like 14 years, training on an everyday basis.
2: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah.
1: How was it to like have a look again and uh, yeah, be back?
2: Um, it was fun. Uh, it is fun and it's nice to, to be back, because uh, it's been, the, the person I am now, it started here in a way. Uh, the badminton player, Christina. Um, it started over here in, in Brøndby, so it's, it is really, really nice to be back. And also it, it gives a lot of um, emotions and, and a lot of um, yeah, thoughts and, and stuff going on. So um, Good yeah. emotions, hopefully. It is. I can't remember all the, the bad uh, <laughs> training sessions and, and when I've been crying and I've been down and stuff like that, but I, I've been there for, for sure. But uh, it's all the, the good things I, I'm remembering now.
1: That's good to hear. Um, we're not only here to do like small talk, because this is a coaches conference. Uh, so I'll try to get into some of the more uh, interesting and a little bit deeper stuff. So uh, let's start off with you, Christina. Um, and I'll actually just start off by asking, like, who, who's the best coach you've ever had, and like, why was he or she the uh, the best coach? Like, what what did he or she do that was like extraordinary compared to everyone else?
2: It's her really. Really easy for me to answer. Um, it's Kenneth Jonassen for sure.
1: Same for me, actually.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's fun, yeah. and also because you played another category than than I did. But um, the reason why it's Kenneth for me um, is that person Kenneth is was just the the perfect uh, coach and person for me and for me and Camilla um, together in our women's double. Um, he was absolutely fantastic to to read us to understand us to to know when he could push us and push us us even harder on a friday training morning session and sometimes he couldn't sometimes we we were down and and he could see uh, and if he couldn't then then we had a, a really really nice talk together um, so um for sure Kenneth joneson no doubt
1: what about you uh, like who's the best coach you've ever had
2: and 저는
0: 두 분이 계신데 이제 한 분은 감독님 일본 하는 감독님이고요. 한 분은 또 감독님하고 first um, one of the
3: best coaches um, he she, she trained with i trained with uh, was Joo Bong Park mm? uh, currently the Japanese national team head coach? Yes. Um, I learned a lot from him, and but also his mixed doubles partner, Myung Hee Jung.
0: 자그 uh, 일본 <laughs> 지금 대표팀 감독하는 박주봉 감독님은 어 제가 원래는 단식 선수로 하고 있었는데. Uh, 혼합 복식하고 복식으로 전향을 하면서 이제 파트너로 하게 됐거든요. 그래서 어쨌든 이 복식하고 혼합 복식을 하면서 어, 그 부분에 좀 전문가가 어, 됐다고 할까요?
3: So from Chubong Park, uh, at the time he was a player, not a coach. So he he, he was my partner in mixed doubles. So um, I learned a lot. About skills and tactics, and attitudes uh, for mixed doubles from him.
0: Oh, 그리고 이제 정명희 감독님은 제가 또 복식하고 여자 복식하고 같이 하다 보니까 정말 이 단식에서 복식하고 혼합 복식으로 완전히 탈바꿈 해 주신 분인 것 같아요.
3: And the other one, Myung Hee Jung, she changed me uh, from a singles player to a doubles player. It's a total change.
1: Yeah, and that's actually one of the things I wanted to ask you about, also Rakumin, because I saw you played the Olympics in singles. You also played in doubles and in mixed doubles. So, like, how did you manage, like, playing all the events? Like, how did you manage the training load from different categories?
3: So, the Olympics, how you balance
0: 한국에서는 5년 이상 정도를 단식 복식으로 전체적으로 훈련을 다 하거든요.
3: In South Korea, it's very common to do the different disciplines, uh, more than five years uh, for school players at a very young age.
0: Um, 사실 그때는 잘 모르고 시작을 했는데 하루에 9시간 정도를 운동을 했었던 것 같아요. 그래서 그런 부분이 어, 나중에 여러 가지 저한테 도움이 되지 않았을까 싶어요.
3: <웃음> because she had to manage the different disciplines. She would train uh, for eight, nine hours per day. And that's a lot, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. So it gave me such disciplined uh, lifestyle, and lots of
1: practice uh, skills. But not only on-court training, right? Also... Yeah,
3: not only on-court training, but also off-court, uh, weight training, nine
1: so, uh, hours a day. So, it's pretty impressive. I think I would die if I had to train <laughs> for nine hours. Have <laughs> 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 you ever tried that? No. <laughs> no. I don't think you should try that at home either. Nine hours, that's too much. <laughs>
3: <laughs> she, would, she wouldn't recommend. <laughs> no, oh, that's
1: good. That's good. Uh, so you'll learn something. That That's not the way to go. Um, I want to ask both of you, actually. So you mentioned uh, Yobong Park. You mentioned Kennedy Onneson as the best coaches. But is there something you also saw from those two that you have taken into your own coaching career now and thinking, I want to do that a little bit differently, perhaps?
2: Um, When I think back uh, how Kenneth uh, was my coach and and how we managed to to have this small team, uh, then I don't have that many things I want to do differently. Because, in my opinion, he did almost everything right for me. Um, maybe it would, wouldn't be, be the right thing for, for another player to do, but he was just really, really good reading me. Um, and now I say that again, that had it meant a lot to me. Um, so he, he really understood the person I were, I am, and, and that I have tried to, to remember when I'm coaching someone. Um, I'm trying to see the player where they are and not trying to want to do, um, trying to to change them. Um, maybe I, I would like to change some part in that game, but not not personal, because I I think it's really really important that you feel good off court. Um, then then you have the best uh, chances to, to do good on court. Um, that's what worked for me at least. So um.
1: I think that like my personal experience with Kenneth Kenneth is also that like he's such a good coach at like individualizing what he's doing. So like you say that he understood you well, he understands me very well. He did the same with Victor Axelsen, with Jano Jorgensen and like everyone. I feel like he's been very good at individualizing everything and doing different stuff for me compared to all the other yeah. guys.
2: And then one thing I also, when I'm thinking back, um, he was not talking all the time, he, he talked, asked questions, and then, then I could talk and, and say what, uh, what I had in mind, or what my opinion were on, on a different um, exercises or when we analyzed some matches. I don't know how, how you feel about that, uh, how you feel about uh, the, the conversa- uh, conversation with him instead of he's just telling you what to do. Uh, yeah, I really, really like that style of coaching.
1: Yeah, true. He, uh, he likes the players to reflect on their own. Exactly. Do you feel, Rocky Min, that it's also one of the most important traits for a coach to be able to look at the individual player instead of having like one type of training you put on everyone?
3: 그 이제 있어서 어 되게 일반적인 방법으로 모든 선수들에게 적용되는 방법으로 하는 거랑 개인화된 어떤 그 다른 개개인에 지뉴하다고 보시는지
0: 음 um, 일단은 선수들을 지금 지도를 할때 보니까 이 전부 다 다른 이 선수들이 키도 다르고 체격도 다르고 뭐 힘도 다르고 뭐 모든 좀 다른 부분이 있더라고요. 그래서 전체적으로 하는 것도 좋지만 음 개개인적으로 하는 거를 좀 추천해 드립니다. Uh,
3: so i realized uh, when i coach the different players uh, Currently, um, I notice that each individual has different height, and body type, uh, their, their physical strength and skills levels. So uh, for the basics, um, it could be useful to adopt the general um, method of training. But uh, when you go deeper, uh, you should rather adjust the method of training and individualize yeah, for
1: is, is that typical for Korea now also, that you do more the individualized? So like you start with the general one and then go more individually-based, in individually sorry. Okay. Um, so is that like the normal way to go in Korea? Because I visited Korea back in 2011, National Training Center, and I felt at that time they were training very hard, much harder than we did, but it looked to me like it was very much like the same, so uh, all the doubles players doing the same, all the singles players doing the uh, same. So has that changed?
3: Ah, uh, 그 본인이 이제 2011년도 그 한국 국가 대표팀 훈련하는 거를 직접 볼 기회가 있었는데 거기서 자기가 알아챈 거는. 복식 선수군, 단식 선수군 엄청 열심히 하고 자기네 덴마크 팀보다 훨씬 열심히 하는데도 불구하고 그 종목에 따라서 어떤 차이가 없이 단식 선수든 복식 선수든 똑같은 방법으로 훈련하는 것을 목격했다. 지금도 약간 그런가 아니면 개개인화된 어떤 방법으로 트레이닝을 시키는가?
0: 음 선수촌에서는 사실 그 인원도 많고 이 전문적인 복식으로나 단식으로나 이제 그 지도자가 어, 복식 같은 경우는 한 여덟 명 정도, 뭐 단식도 한 여섯 명 정도 그렇게 하기 때문에 거기 안에서는 실질적으로 그 개인적으로 할수 있는 게좀 많이 부족한 것 같기는 해요. 선수촌 내에서는.
3: 아, 그 단식 여섯 명이 전체 한 명한테 붙는 게 아니라 전체 팀 단식 선수들한테 붙는 건가요?
0: 코치 선생님이 한 분이라는 거죠. 선수 그러니까 선수가 많고 코치 선생님이 한 분밖에 없어서 한 명이
3: 단식 여섯 명을 담당한다. Long answer. Yeah. yeah that's so, good. It, it, so currently in the national team center in uh, Korean national team center, uh, one doubles coach uh, they train eight different doubles. Player and one singles coach uh, train six different players, so it's quite hard to um, adjust the training method to each individual. So yeah, that's what we should improve on.
0: 그래서 전체적으로 일단은 그렇게 뭐 훈련 시간에는 하고 본인들이 필요하면 그 담당 코치님한테 아마 따로 받으실 거예요.
3: However. Um, each player they if, if uh, where necessary they will um, seek assistance uh, from the coaches um, um, for their needs
0: uh, uh,
3: for their personal training
1: okay. interesting I will uh, change the subject a little bit and I'll go to you Christina because um, like when we also look at the audience here even though there's actually quite a few uh, women today. Uh, one thing that uh, is a known fact is that badminton, just like any other sport at the highest level, is pretty dominated by, especially on the coaching side, men. Uh, and I'm like, wondering if you could make us a little bit wiser in terms of like, d- did you feel when you played in your career and when you were training that you were missing? Female coaches and like and why? Like, what is the difference from a, a female coach to a male coach?
2: The short answer is I was not missing a female coach um, in my professional career, but I had a female coach back in when I started play when I was from ten to fourteen. Uh, a coach who was really close to me, a a, a woman um, um, when I when I li- lived home uh, at my parents' house um, and it's different, difficult to see if that had made something uh, extraordinary good for me, um, but it was nice to have a female coach. So I'm, I'm really glad that there is some uh, in the audience, because um, I think we, we all need to, to push you guys a bit uh, and to have a spot here as well. Um, but again, going back to Kenneth and, and my professional career, I was not missing a, a female coach, um, I think. Um, the main reason is Kenneth were really good, helping me um, both on court and off court. Uh, court, um, and then also uh, obviously um, Camilla and I had a, a good, uh, a close relationship. So, so we could also have a, a lot of talk. Uh, all the I call it soft talk when we when we were maybe down or maybe struggling and, and stuff like that. But when when so we did yeah. you do
1: that more with Camilla? And with Kenneth, would that have been different if you had a female coach? Do you think?
2: I don't think uh, not uh, in my position. Uh, I would still go to Camilla. But um, if if we were struggling together in our women's double, the the exercises were not going as we wanted to, or the the results were were not going uh, as we hoped, then it could be more difficult for us to talk together. Not that we were uh, not on the same side, but. Um, to find a solution, how to to move on could be more difficult. Then we need Kenneth to help us, um, and he was just uh, he just gave us something. So so we really really believed in him. Uh, so when we we were just like we opened up and just told him how we felt, what we want, um, what we didn't want to do, and and then we had these really really good uh, close conversations. So. Um, yeah, that's the reason, main reason why I, I didn't feel that I I was missing a, a female coach.
1: So you think that also comes from you being able to open up to him, um, so that, like you mentioned it yourself that like this, you mentioned it as this soft talks, mm-hmm. and I think that's like uh, what many of us think that that's like the stereotype that female coaches would be a little bit better at talking about stuff like that with other female athletes. Yeah. Um, and like sometimes, female athletes would be a little bit more hesitant to open up to a male coach, but you didn't. You didn't feel any. Uh
2: no, and maybe because I didn't have a choice. Uh, there wasn't a female coach I could choose. Um, we we asked for Kenneth when he came back from England, and we were happy to to get him as our um, coach. So. Um but I also think, because we we only had the Canadian and male coaches uh, during my career, um, maybe it also gave me something personally. Um, I think if you ask some of the coaches uh, around me, they would say I was um, a tough player or, or a hard player um, on the training, um, which I feel is really positive, because I, I believe that that's one of the reasons why I won what I did. Um, but I could also have days where I was low, uh, where I was down, and and then I was not afraid of showing that I'm sad today or I'm feeling something. And then maybe we could catch up on the day. Or if not, then at least the next day, I will be be back and, and be ready to do a, a good uh, session again. So I think the honest from me and from Kenneth and the respect um, gave me something really really good in my career. Yeah,
1: it makes sense. It makes sense. Is there in, in Korea is there a difference in the way you would approach the female athletes as a coach compared to the male athletes?
3: Uh,
0: 아무래도 남자 선생님이 여자 선수들을 지도할 때랑 여자 선생님이 같은 성끼리 지도하는 거랑은 조금 다른 부분은 있는 것 같아요. 어,
3: basically there's no difference uh, that in, in in a way that they coach uh, female players and male players, but uh, there. It's quite hard to coach a female player as a male coach mm. and vice versa. And the, uh, as a female coach to coach um, male players.:
0: 남자 선생님들은 아무래도 여자 선수 지도를 할때 보면 약간 좀 조심스러운 느낌이라고 할까?
3: So when a, a male coach uh, trains a female player, uh, the male coach finds it uh, too difficult and to be extremely careful.
0: Mm. Uh, mm. But, but um, when you train with a female coach,
3: uh, they tend to more open up. Mm. Uh, to the female coach. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's it's interesting. You're answering a bit of the same, actually. Uh, yeah. do, do you see, uh, like, to get the female coaches to open up more to a male coach? Do you think there's anything the male coaches, like myself, I'm also coaching now. Is there anything we can do to make it easier for the women to open up to us? 남자 코치로서 자기도
3: 그 남자 코치에서 좀더 여자 선수들이 오픈 그, 쉽게 터놓고 얘기할 수 있게 할수 있는 어떤 방법? 그런 조언을 할수 있는지
0: <웃음> 글쎄요 이게 그 이제 선생님하고 선수하고의 이 관계가 사실은 음, 지도자하고 이 선수의 관계가 어, 그렇게 확 터놓고 뭘할수 있는 거는 아닌 것 같아요 음. 그래서 그래도 어쨌든 지도를 하다 보면 선수들하고 좀 대인 관계라는 게 조금 많이 형성이 되려면 시간이 좀 필요하지 않을까요?
3: So I think it's always tough the relationship between the coach and a player. So uh, you shouldn't uh, rush uh, to build a relationship. So mm. just giving a time and gradually you build up the relationship. Be the player. That's what I suggest.
1: That's a good point. Do you agree? Christiane?
2: I totally agree. The the relationship from from player to to the coach, um, a ladies player to, to the male coach, uh, the relationship is is really important. It is also if it's uh, a guy being coached uh, on a on a man. Uh, I guess you and Kenneth, you also need to to have a good relationship with him. Um, but um, maybe it's even more important for for um, a female player to have a, a better relationship to, to a male coach.
1: Yeah, yeah, and maybe we need to accept that it just takes maybe a little bit longer to build the same kind of trust. I think it's interesting answers. Um, the final kind of track I want to go down with you guys, because I, I love picking your brain for all this stuff, but uh, we also need to go watch in badminton. And I know <laughs> everyone here also wants to go watch in badminton. Um, but I think it's quite interesting to hear from both of you. Um, because you both have been working, uh, have been working as coaches after uh, after playing. Where have, have you seen the development happen in in your categories? So in the double categories, like where are the demands higher now or different? Maybe not higher, but just different compared to uh, compared to when you played yourself.
2: I think the first um, that comes to my mind is the, the different from now uh, and is it five six years ago since. Since I've played on, on highest yeah. now, maybe five. five. I don't know. You um,
1: retired in 19, right? Yeah. yeah. So four. four. Four, five. It still feels like a long time.
2: It does. <laughs> um, I think the difference is that it's not only two, three mixed double, women's double who are winning the tournaments, the, the major events. Um, I think uh, it seems like not a lot, but more uh, pairs can win, um, and I've been thinking about why has it um, has it changed a bit uh, in that direction. Maybe it's because there is more tournaments now than four years ago. Uh, so it's I felt it was difficult to be on the highest level doing a, a calendar year, but for now it must be even harder to be on the highest you need to go a little low uh, in some period and, and then build up a, a good form again. Mm. Um, so maybe because of that, um, I don't know if it's five, six different pairs who are, who are winning the, the major events, the, the bigger tournaments. Um, but that's, that's what comes to my mind when, when we have to talk what have changed a bit uh, during the last four years. Yeah.
1: It's a little bit more than four years since you retired, uh, Ra. Do you feel like there's uh, yeah, something that has changed significantly significantly from back when you played to doubles today?
3: 선수 시절에 생활했었던 복식 복식 게임의 차이점이 있는지.
0: 저도 한 20년이 이제 지났는데요. 어, 보니까 어, 일단 랠리가 예전보다 많이 길어진 건 사실이고 그리고 음, 그러려면 체력도 있어야 되고 이제 조금 더 혼합복식 같은 경우는 조금 더그 과격해졌다고 해야 되나?
3: 혼합복식 과격.
0: 네. 네. 그러니까 이 여자 선수들이 조금 쉽게 네트 플레이로 해서 조금 쉽게 포인트를 할수 있는 방법이 좀 약간 좀 와일드하게. 남자한테 올리고 수비도 하고 뒤에 가서 공격도 하고 이러니까 랠리가 길어지고 그래서 약간 쉽게 포인트 할수 있는 그런 네트 플레이가 조금 달라지는 것 같아요. 아,
3: 그럼 예전에는 남녀 역할이 좀 명확히 구분되어 있었는데 지금은 좀 더. 더. Uh, so it's been Already two, 20 years now wow. since uh, I retired, <laughs> so um, that's only a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now I find the current uh, game pattern of doubles. And they rather have longer rally, so maybe it, qui- it requires uh, more stamina and endurance. Mm. I see. And uh, for mixed doubles, um, the game has been more intense between the players. And the role of the female player uh, y- used to be rather uh, staying at the net in the past, but currently the female players seems to cover more area in the court um, rather than just focusing in, in the front of the court.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think, uh, like my personal favorite women's uh, yeah mixed doubles player is Huang Dongping. Oh, uh, I thought you would say me. Yeah, who's still active. <laughs>
2: okay. She's still active.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, Huang Dongping from China, because I feel like she can play everywhere on court. Like it doesn't matter if she's backline or net or defense or offense. Th- that's but the part of reasons of
3: a longer rally. Yeah, I say. Yeah.
1: But I think it's also quite fascinating that you still have players like Kwang Ya who I think is actually a little bit opposite, like she's more of the old school, uh, who needs to, to cover the net. Would would you agree with me on that? That it's still possible also to be a more net covering girl? Uh, then you just need to have a, a male player with a different skill set.
3: So <laughs> Ya Chung 이제 남자 선수도 기존의 남자 선수 역할에 충실해서 하는 방법이 먹힐 거라고 생각하시는지 지금은 통용이 될 건지
0: 음... 조금 더이 네트 플레이를 정교하게 만들어야 되겠죠.
3: Uh, yes. so, so the tactics, the traditional role, gender role, yeah, in the court, <laughs> to uh, to achieve um, this tactic, uh, the female player should polish their skills. More uh, trying to do accurate shots at the net, uh, so the female player has a key role. Okay.
1: All right. I only have two questions left. One is uh, rather serious. The other is not so serious. So I'll start with the more serious one. Um, I'm just wondering if there's uh, one thing you would have that you know now that your coaches and like not active on court anymore. Is there one thing? You would have liked to know when you were when you were a player, thinking then I would have performed better. So, if there's one thing you realized after being a coach, hmm, maybe <laughs> if, it, if I did this differently, I would have achieved even more. You achieved pretty much a lot, both of you. But you did lose some matches after all.
2: We did. Yeah. Um, if I should change something, uh, I don't know if it's after being a coach. Uh, I've been thinking about that, but if I should change something, then. I would have started earlier to do my hard
1: work. Hmm. Oh. Uh, so really, were you really lazy like, when you were, you were younger?
2: I, I don't feel I was lazy, but um, it, during my career, during my stay here in, in Brøndby, after having Kenneth as a coach, after having our physical coach mess, we changed something, um, and that for us, it meant that we also start winning something bigger yeah. than we did before. Um, so, um, if I should change something, then we should have started earlier. Yeah.
1: Good answer. You, Rockwing Min?
0: 저는 사실 사실 되게 좀 오래전 일이잖아요. 그래서 좀 즐길 수 있는 그냥 어, 단순히 계속 시합을 끝나고 다음 시합 다니고 다음 시합 다니고 해야 되는데 그러니까 이제 이 막연히 즐긴다는 것보다 의구, 의무감으로 뛰었던 것 같아요. 그래서 저 그럴 때 조금 즐거운 마음으로 했었으면 더 좋았지 않았을까.
3: At the time, um, I didn't really have space for, to enjoy the tournament and touring. Um, I just considered it as work. Mm. Uh, but I wish I could enjoy the whole process uh, as a professional athlete. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say.
1: I actually heard something quite similar from Morton Frost once, that he said he would have liked to change that. Whenever he won something, he would have liked to be able to enjoy it more. Because for him, it was always just, next goal, next goal, next goal. And that actually leads me to the, uh, the not so serious question for you, Rakung-min, because I mentioned in your introduction that you won 14 tournaments in a row, 70 matches in a row. <laughs> like, how is that even possible?
3: Just, 그 아까 설명했는데, 4네그팀 17개 그 경기를 다 우승하시는 진기를
1: 세우셨는데 어떻게 그 가능한지 Don't you get tired of winning? 그게 지루나지 않으셨대요.
0: 근데 그때가 올림픽 레이스를 할 때였을 거예요. 저희가 이제 올림픽을 출전을 하려면 그 포인트를 따야 되는 그 기간이었었는데 일단은 올림픽의 목표를 가지고 했기 때문에 Mm. She didn't even realize that that has a record uh,
3: after. She only noticed that after the tournament uh, record. And during that time, um, it was on the process uh, to Olympic race. so she only focused on the goal, c- mm. very clear goal, to get good seeds, uh, higher seeds, so yeah. And it, it was really important to acquire the po- points mm. to get in the Olympic team.
1: Yeah, so. yeah I actually remember <laughs> that uh, you once won the German Open uh, in mixed doubles, where when you won it, it wasn't amongst your 10 best results. It's only 10 results that count on the world ranking and it wasn't number 11 either, or 12. It was number 13, and I was like, yeah, that's just insane. Like, it happens to no one, so that was very impressive. Like, having a 13th best result being a tournament win,
0: wow. so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> she,
1: uh,
3: she just added, um, uh, I couldn't manage to win the
1: gold medal at last. Okay, <laughs> oh, at the Olympics? Olympics. Oh. <laughs> well. I would still like to switch careers I wouldn't mind I wouldn't mind that <laughs> uh, Christina, for you, um, I was uh, thinking back to like in retrospect, Christina is part of the craziest decision I've made in my career, because we yeah when we were under 17, we actually used to play mixed doubles together. That's true, and uh, I decided for some reason, which is still unclear to me, that <laughs> I didn't want to play mixed doubles anymore. So, uh, like...
2: Hans Christian came to me at a youth tournament, yeah, yeah. and you said we were good friends also. And you came and said, you're not good enough. No, no, that's not what you said. <laughs> you, you I don't wanna. remember it like that, that's no, for sure. No, uh. Full respect, you said that you didn't want to uh, play mixed double anymore.
1: Yeah. Do you think you would have achieved more with, you. with me than Fischer by your side in Mixed Doubles?
2: Again, it's really, really easy to answer. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. That's a bad way to finish. <laughs> That's a bad way to finish. But our time is up, so you can't even uh, ah, elaborate okay. on it. All right. I just want to say uh, thanks so much for listening, everyone. And uh, I want to thank uh, Say for translating and Rakimin and uh, Christina so much for uh, answering all my questions. It was uh, an absolute pleasure talking to uh, both of you uh, so please give them a round of applause
2: thank you
0: thank you for listening to a year on tour with vittinghus if you enjoyed the show please rate share and leave a comment in itunes or your preferred podcast app